Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. You are listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents. We are the Rome of the West, and we are broadcasting live from St. Charles, Missouri, which is literally across the river from St. Louis. I'm Karen Nolkemper, and I'll be your host today. And with me in our studio audience, our special guest is Father Anthony Wick. He is back by popular demand. So, Father, thank you so much for being here with us today. My joy. Always a joy to be with you. Thank you. And before we get started, I'd love to open with a prayer like we normally do. So, Father, if you could lead us in prayer, that would be great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and loving God, we come before you on this beautiful day, asking for you to inspire our hearts to be ever more open as the Blessed Mother's heart was open to the greatness of your gifts and to the greatness of your mystery, that we would live this walk of faith more in your light, more in your peace. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and cleanse our heart of anything that distracts us from you, that we may be singularly focused on the heart of the Father through the heart of Christ. This we ask in your most holy name, O Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful prayer. Mm, Had it all prepared. Ah, okay. Very good. I'm impressed. It was was kind of off the cuff. (laughs) Very good. But I I love that singular focus. I mean, gosh, we all need to do that to rid ourselves of distractions and be singularly focused on the Lord and His will. Hey, you were praying with me. Well done, Karen. I was trying. Okay, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) I did learn something all those years, you know, so very good. Singular focus. That's That's good. That's true. That's very important. Well, good. Well, I just want to share with our listeners. We'll jump right in there and tell them the topic for today. The topic is going to be Formed in the faith. Yes. Formed in the faith. Yes. Gosh, that is so very important. It is always important, but especially today, very timely, very mm. relevant when there's so mm-hmm. much uncertainty mm-hmm. and so much confusion mm-hmm. in our world. So mm-hmm. how do we, as faithful Catholics who are really trying to follow the Lord's will in our life and to practice our faith, how do we form ourselves in the faith. So I'm super excited to hear, uh, to so learn from you and to hear more today, uh, your nuggets of wisdom in terms sure. of how we and invite ourselves. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. How we invite ourselves to be formed in the faith. So I think You're our right. listeners are are in for a lively dialogue. And before I jump into that topic, I wanted to just start out with the Assumption, the Feast mm-hmm. of the Assumption, because we all know tomorrow we'll be celebrating the Feast of uh, the Assumption of our Blessed Mother, Mary. And so if you could just share with us and say a few words about this special and important feast. Excellent. Yes, so we are about to celebrate the dogma of the Assumption proclaimed in 1950 by Pope Pius XII, St. Pope Pius XII, uh, Munificentissimus Deus was the name of the encyclical. And there he defined that Mary, uh, upon her passing from this life to the next life, unlike all other human beings except Jesus himself and perhaps St. Joseph, 
received her glorified body with her. She was assumed into heaven, both body and soul. This is really critical, not simply because Mary received this singular gift. She obviously was not tainted uh, by original sin. This was defined as a dogma back in uh, 100 years prior, 1854. But it's a sign for all of us that we're all called to receive our glorified bodies back. Uh, we, are, we are creatures. We are human beings. Human beings are both body and soul. And so we need to receive those glorified bodies back, just like Mary received her glorified body, and perhaps St. Joseph also, in this year of St. Joseph. There's, there's good speculation. Perhaps he was also given that singular gift. But, um, but no other saints um, have received their glorified bodies back yet. They're waiting for the end of time. And so this is something defined by the faith. Uh, we celebrate this, this amazing gift of God to draw his precious mother, so Jesus drawing his mother to himself, not only her soul when she passed, uh, whether she uh, fell off into sleep and then moved on towards heaven, or whether she died like her son and moved on towards heaven. There is actually a debate on that, uh, whether we believe in the Dormition, which is her falling asleep and waking up in heaven, or her dying like her son died. Clearly, she didn't have to die because she had no original sin. Death is a penance for sin. She had no sin on her soul, so maybe she didn't die. She just passed. She kind of fell asleep. The Dormition, that comes from the Latin word for dormire, the, to, to sleep. Um, or perhaps she died. I tend to think, I'm guessing, uh, my thought is she probably did die because her son died. <laughs> mm-hmm. She probably wanted to experience what her son did. Um, and so she didn't die for sin reasons, but because she wanted to carry the weight of your and my sin. So, but regardless of that, how she passed into heaven, she was, her body was assumed body and soul into heaven. And so what a gift, what a gift for her for her, but for the whole church, because we are all called to have glorified, assumed bodies in heaven uh, at the end of time. And so the church rejoices. And when Pope Pius XII wrote that encyclical, he, he spoke with great rejoicing, because this is a precursor for every single human being to receive uh, the glorified body, uh, to receive our glorified bodies back in in heaven also. So what a gift. Yes, what a gift indeed. Thank you so much for giving us the context there, the understanding, and the explanation. So thank you. That was beautiful. And I just love um, really celebrating to our Blessed Mother and what a gift she was, her fiat, her unconditional yes, yes. from start to finish to, you know, thy beautiful. will be done. Beautiful. And I just, again, I love, go ahead. So true. As you're saying that, I'm just reflecting how much she's giving a yes also to that glorification of her body to be assumed with her soul into heaven. She, she, her yes is always expanded in this life, and it's always a complete yes that she offers, offers God. She's constantly imbued by the Holy Spirit to insert her human yes within the divine yes of the Holy Spirit, calling back to the Father. Ah, Abba, Father. What an amazing, yeah, that's a great insight of how much she enters into the yes, even by letting herself be assumed. The actual words, by the way, of this wonderful, it's an apostolic constitution, which is a, a, a bull. It was promulgated in the form of a bull. So interesting, little side hmm. note that's written on parchment. You have the bull means a lead seal. That's what that, that is from the Latin, the bulla. And on one side, you have the seal of the Holy Father of this time, in this case, Pope Pius XII. And on the other side, you have a lead seal of uh, Peter and Paul. And so in between those, there are silk threads enclosing this parchment. Oh, it sounds gorgeous and Isn't amazing. It yeah. <laughs> wow. I did so, not know that. Yeah, Thank you for day. sharing that. You're we welcome. do. We learn something every day. And so here are the actual words, too, of, of Pope Pius XII that 
at the heart of this apostolic constitution, which is, uh, speaks to the, the infallibility of this uh, de- declaration, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ and of the apostles Peter and Paul, on the other side of the bowl, mm-hmm. and by our own authority, on the other side, we pronounce, declare, and define it to be a divinely revealed dogma. I'll say more about what a dogma is in a minute. Sure. That the Immaculate Mother of God, the Ever-Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory. Punto. <laughs> wow, awesome. Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah. Just, I visualized as you were speaking both the scroll and, and the assumption and just as you were talking. Thank you for really um, putting, helping us visualize what is was really occurring there. And again, the joy in which this proclamation mm. declaration was made. Mm-hmm. So yes, and, and back to, to Mary's uh, fiat and her divine will. And I like how you said her spirit was imbued, her human yes. spirit. Yes. Inside. Could yes. you repeat that line yes. one more certainly, time? That certainly. was gorgeous. So, so, well, I don't know that I could repeat it, but I said something to the effect of, uh, uh, but the, the Blessed Mother, she's so amazing, not, not for her singular graces given her, like the Immaculate Conception or the Assumption, but by her allowing herself to be constantly formed and informed and imbued by the Spirit of God, by the third person of the Blessed Trinity, who is constantly uttering his yes through her back to the Father, Abba Father, huh? and she kept inserting her human yes, small y, Right. Into the divine yes, capital Y. That's what I was wanting to and capture so and hear. That's Thank what you, you and I yes. are called to, is to start inserting more and more our human yes, small y, into the divine. Because I too, you too, we're both temples, our bodies even, our temples of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies, 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 our temples of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Our body, my physical body, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not very proud of my body or I sin with my body. It's like, oh, the Lord wants to purify my body and make that again what it's called to be, which is a receptacle and a instrument of the Holy Spirit, huh? a temple of, of God himself. My body is a temple of God himself. And so I'm called to enter into that same dynamic of the Blessed Mother, inserting my yes, my small human Father Anthony, yes, small y, uh, into the divine yes of the Holy Spirit, groaning from within me, teaching me how to pray because I don't know how to pray as I ought. That's uh, so true. I love that passage in Romans uh, that St. Paul offers us. And so I'm, I'm entering into that same dynamic. So Mary is a model of what it is to be Christian, not only a model for women, but a model of what it is to be human. Absolutely. Uh, allowing ourselves to be inserted more and more within the divine yes. Well said. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. Thank you oh, thank so you. much for really unpacking that and sharing that wisdom with us. Oh my gosh, that was great. And I know I personally love praying the rosary too. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a beautiful meditation, a powerful I don't want to say spiritual weapon, but a powerful spiritual gift to just draw us in deeper and deeper as Mm. we ourselves Mm. insert our small why, our small Mm. yes into the divine why. And we allow ourselves to be open and to be calm and to be prayerful and to really um, pray the Hail Mary and to really meditate on the beautiful mysteries. Mm. And I know with the glorious mysteries, obviously the assumption of Mary, our blessed Mm -hmm. mother, that's the fourth mystery of the Mm -hmm. glorious mysteries. And the fruit of that mystery too, the grace of a a happy and holy death, you know, and I just, I love also meditating on the fruits of the various mysteries. Beautiful. And I think uh, on that note, Karen, we could reflect on how important it is and how helpful it could be if I would, at the beginning of my rosary that I'm praying or whatever devotion to the Blessed Mother, ask the Holy Spirit, 
reveal to me what I need to re reflect on in these wonderful mysteries. I'm going to reflect on the mysteries of salvation and reveal to me, like on the assumption, as I'm praying over the assumption, I have a, our Father, I have ten Hail Marys. What do you want me to see and reflect on Holy Spirit? Because I'm entering into that same dynamic of the Blessed Mother hmm, who ponders all these things in her heart and, and, and begins to find the nuggets, the pearls of great price in, in these mysteries of God. It's, uh, that's the gift. The Holy Spirit wants to have more space in our life. And when we enter into that, you, you can see how, how sanctification, how holiness itself is a gift from above. It's not from the bottom up. It's not like, I need to be more virtuous. I need to stay away from this. And I need to do more of the good things. It's not from the bottom up. It's actually top down. It's a gift received from God to receive the yes and to utter my yes back within his yes. It's really actually more of a Marian receptive dimension. It's, it's open-handed, if you will, as opposed to Father Anthony needs to make good decisions and quit falling into this or that darkness or that temptation to, to be like this or to be like that. Uh, Father Anthony needs to fix himself and be more of a holy priest. He's got to get his life together. Uh, that may be true. But no, um, no. <laughs> to, for me to get my life together, I need to sure. get, become more Marian and receive holiness as a gift and open up my hands to receive this, this gift of God, to receive myself as a gift. I'm an amazing gift of God. And receiving and savoring and cherishing that gift, I want to do nothing else but give myself back in love. So I wow. have to let myself be profoundly loved and then respond in that love. And that's what the Blessed Mother does so perfectly throughout her life. Uh, so we have this wonderful dogma, this wonderful uh, celebration coming up, the solemnity of yes. the Assumption. That is so great that we even will have the readings for a Sunday. Typically the Sunday, we celebrate the Lord's resurrection throughout the year, every Sunday. And there are very few solemnities that are large enough that they supplant even the Sunday readings for the resurrection. That's, that's amazing. Wow. So wow. I'm, I'm struck by that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's powerful and absolutely beautiful. And one other note along these lines here, too. So when we were talking about the rosary, so obviously the assumption being the fourth glorious mystery, mm. I also love the fifth glorious mystery, the coronation, mm. the crowning of Mary as yes. queen on heaven and earth. And then the fruit of that mystery being trust in Mary's intercessions. Mm. So trust in Mary's beautiful. intercessions for our life is a beautiful, wonderful fruit. Beautiful. And again, I love what you were saying, just to kind of wrap up and conclude this portion of our conversation, the fact that when we're on our knees and, and potentially hopefully in an adoration chapel or at home or driving yes. in our yes. cars or wherever we may, may be praying and praying the rosary, just to say, Holy Spirit, Open my heart, open my mind, help me to be um, receptive to what you want to reveal mm, to me during these reflections. The my heart, Lord. That's right. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. That's so very, very true. Yes. And I know we're coming up on our first station ID break, so okay. I just want to do a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I wanted to tell our listeners that you are listening to St. Joseph's Radio Presents. Actually, I guess they know that, but we're also SJN TV. And our phone number to contact Father Anthony Wick, either now or after the program, or to contact St. Joe's Radio, that number is... 636-447-6000. That is 636-447-6000. And then one other uh, point I wanted to also give our website. It's stjosephradio.net. And that's spelling out St. Joseph Radio. So S-A-I-N-T-J-O-S-E-P-H. 
R-A-D-I-O dot net. So many ways to contact us. We also wanted to let you know that you can have a free CD of today's program. We would love to send that to you. Just please help us with the postage and handling. Otherwise, the CD is completely free. So you'll definitely want to get a copy of today's program. So, oh gosh, well, thank you again so very much for really focusing on the assumption, what that means, and Mary's true gift to us, how she's a witness, a role model, just a pillar uh, in our faith and a way to really point us to the Lord. Yeah, so thank gift. you so much for that. And I, I, I wanted to also focus now on the title of our program, Formed in the Faith. And actually, it all flows together, but yeah. Formed in the Faith. If you could speak more to that, especially in light, I know a lot of people have approached you, approached me and said, gosh, how do we take all this in? How do we make sense of what's going on in our world? And there's so much confusion and uncertainty at many levels in politics and government and religion, uh, in our nation and in our Mm -hmm. world. So how do we uh, accurately, appropriately form our hearts and our minds in the faith. So sorry, that's a big question, but you're the right right, uh, right man to handle this question. So thank you for uh, delving into, into that question. I thank you. your optimism. Uh, so yes, formed in the faith. So when it comes to our Catholic faith, capital F, uh, we are in over our heads. We are in over our heads. It's amazing. Our faith is so rich. It's so holistic. It all fits together. It's cohesive. It's coherent. Uh, we are given through the apostles, what we call the sacred deposit of faith. So this is all of scripture and tradition. So you know that the whole church passed on the the teachings of Jesus, all that he said and did, um, and the miracles all the way for about 400 years. So it was the end of the fourth century. Uh, So 300 years, I should say, um, when the church finally decided which books and uh, determined, the Catholic Church determined which books would be in the Bible. And so up until then, we have this oral tradition holding on all these truths passed on by word of mouth. And you have uh, the written works that from 65 with Mark's first gospel, 85 with basically Matthew and Luke's gospel, 95 John's gospel, those are verified. The other Gospels, the the false gospels are, are cut off, um, but all of these the, those wonderful things are written within the first hundred years. But then it's not till another two hundred years that the church defines uh, all those things that belong to the the deposit of faith. I, I'm reading from the Catechism here, and I want you to get a sense how we're all called to um, insert ourselves in something bigger. We're in over our heads when it comes to the Catholic faith. It's actually a beautiful experience, though. The apostles entrusted, I'm on number 84, paragraph 84. The apostles entrusted the sacred deposit of the faith contained in sacred scripture and tradition to the whole of the church. By adhering to this heritage, the entire holy people, that includes priests also and Mm -hmm. bishops and popes, united to its pastors, remains always faithful to the teachings of the apostles. So we're, we're, we're receiving something bigger than ourselves to the brotherhood, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. So in maintaining, practicing, and professing the faith that has been handed on, there should be a remarkable harmony between the bishops and the faithful. So we're all receptive of something bigger than ourselves, the Pope included. The magisterium, it says, is number 86 now. The magisterium, the teaching office of the church, is not superior to the word of God, uh, revealed in the oral tradition and sacred scripture, but but is its servant. It teaches only what has been handed on to it. 
And so every one of us has to enter into that obediential, that, that obedience of receptivity, marrying receptivity to what God has revealed of, him, of God's self, huh? what God has revealed of himself, of creation, of the purpose of creation. We receive this as gifts. So when we receive a dogma from God uh, determined by the Pope, these are what the church, uh, number 89, says are lights along the path of faith. They illuminate the path and make it secure. So we know we're heading to heaven and on the right path if we do believe that Mary was assumed into heaven body and soul. That is a light along the correct path, the only path that will get us to heaven. So there's a, it's a gift given us that we're all obedient to something bigger than ourselves. So what does this mean? It means that we listen to, yes, papal bulls, this uh, apostolic constitution, of Monifi Gentissimus Deus of 1950. And those are our guideposts to point us towards the fullness of the faith. And the Pope himself has to be really listening uh, to the faith. So we have to make a distinction here, Karen, mm-hmm. that when the Pope is using his ordinary magisterium, that is his ordinary way of using a teaching authority, like we're talking an encyclical, we're talking a, um, an apostolic letter, um, something like this, uh, we, the Pope has not used the apostolic constitution, um, which has a, a, a deeper and less broad application of some central point of the faith that he's going to determine. Instead, uh, we have when the Holy Father is, for instance, giving an interview in an airplane or speaking mm-hmm. off the cuff, that's that's his opinion on things, and that's fine. I find it interesting to th- see what he thinks about this, that, or um, climate change, or what he thinks about the, the vaccine or whatnot. But that is not his ordinary magisterium. So people confuse that. They're like, the Pope said, da, da, da. You know, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's not speaking with his ordinary magisterium. That's like Father Anthony saying, here's the best kind of plumbing system, Karen. Here's the one you need to get. Come on, I'm a priest. You need to follow my plumbing recommendations. Uh, I actually don't have any plumbing recommendations. Okay, that's good to know. But even if I did, they are just that. They're just recommendations. So I might be right. I might be wrong. I might have opinion. Well, I do have a lot of opinions, Karen. Would you like to hear them? Um, (laughs) Sure. Or some other time. I don't know if we have enough space and time today, but, you know, someday. Just kidding. So, like, the best forms of exercise or whatnot. Father Anthony can have opinions on. Or or styles on women's hairdos or something. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't want to go there. But, yes. (laughs) So that would be definitely your opinion and not you're speaking with official authority there. Okay. I just want to. Okay, it, be clear it matters that not that I wear a collar in the meantime as I'm spouting off my opinions. So so the Holy Father, when he's not speaking in, in his ordinary magisterium, he's giving an interview, he's giving his thoughts on something, his, his, his sense of things. I find that interesting. Uh, I like to hear what he says, but I know that there's no authority behind it. Sure. And so people get confused there. That's caused some confusion in the church recently. Like, didn't the church say, didn't the Holy Father say that the only way to be charitable is to get the, you know, the particular um, right, experimental right. drug? Of, uh, right, right. And so... And it's like, oh, no, 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 that we're confusing things or mixing and matching. You know, thank you for making that important distinction and clarification. And I know just when you were talking about plumbing recommendations or I, you know, interjected women's hairdo. So, again, if you shared something, that would be your opinion as an individual person. Correct. You're not speaking with priestly authority or you're not speaking for the church as a whole. So I just wanted to highlight, I know those seem kind of maybe silly or trite, plumbing and hairdos, but to really share that with our listeners because I think then people can catch their breath and go, okay, 
I get mm. it. One yeah. time somebody is just speaking as an individual with some off-the-cuff thoughts yes. and opinions yes. versus speaking with official authority representing the entire church body. Yes. So I think so thank you for really yes. highlighting that and hopefully with our listeners indulging us on a, a few examples that might appear silly, but I think it really drives home a very important point. So thank you for for doing that. You're welcome. That. You're welcome. Yeah, very important. Yeah, I, it's life-giving to kind of be able to make those distinctions be like, oh, okay, I can I can relax a little bit and not be on pins and needles of what did he say now or what did, what did the newspapers say that he said and right. did, did they give the whole context of what, what let me hear the phrases before and after and whatnot. So our, our Holy Father is very pastoral, so he's very relatable. He would yes. happily sit here and banter back and forth with you. But unfortunately, what would be recorded would go around the world and people are like, he said, you know, this right. or that on the side, you know, and so that must be Catholic teaching now because he is the Pope. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're not yes. making proper distinctions there. So There you go. Yeah. Um, and thank you. And along those lines, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but at some point you had said something good. about assent to the religious dogma. That was a phrase oh, you'd yeah. used before. And I just wanted some greater clarification. This ties in nicely with what we're talking about right now. So if you could Very talk good. about what that what Very that good. really means. Yeah. So on the other side, we can have oh, so we could have a hypersensitivity. He said something, we have to believe it. We're Catholics. He's the Pope. And so that's a that's that's off. That's too far. Um, that's not what we believe as Catholics. Nor do we like. I only believe the infallible teachings of the Church, so which are very few. Um, but I believe that there is a Trinity, and I believe that these two dogmas we've been speaking of—the Immaculate Conception and what we celebrate tomorrow—the the Assumption of Mary into Heaven, Body and Soul. I believe, I believe those things. But no, no, no. We believe much more than that, though, because there are a lot of things absolutely inherently connected with those. For instance, the non-admissibility of women to the priesthood is one intrinsically connected to those, those dogmas. So canon law um, are, teaches us that we, we are to receive even the non-infallible teachings of the church. So these are teachings on faith and morals to receive even the non-infallible ones, like in encyclicals, with religious assent. So we, we listen to them deeply. Where's the truth here? I, I, I let myself be formed in something bigger than I. I guess what I really want to emphasize in this program today, Karen, is that you and I have to let ourselves be formed by something bigger than us. So in other words, just like a, a mother would teach her child when I was a little boy and I was learning my first Hail Mary, I, I didn't know what I was saying. Um, I wish they had a video of that, but I don't think we do. Uh, I'll well, find it. That maybe. wasn't a thing back then. I don't know if it's a, yeah. It okay. shows just okay. how old I am. Oh, stop. You were not yeah. that old. It's all good. You just don't want me to find the video. Ancient That's of all. Days. Yeah. So um, that our mothers teach us some of the basics of the rosary. Mm -hmm. We're kind of mumbling these words. We don't know, but she's forming us in something bigger than ourselves. It's true, but it's very precious to God to see this little boy, little Anthony, being formed uh, in in the faith, and he doesn't understand yet. He hasn't yet made it his own, but he's being formed in it. And so too, that's an experience our entire lives. We are like children, and the church, Mother Church now, is forming us using dogmas in something bigger. I'm always in over my head. I, I love being a Catholic because I'm always learning things. There's so much more to learn, uh, and so many giants out there who have so much to teach us. I'll say more about that in a minute, but it's this attitude of receptivity, of being formed in something bigger than myself, that is a true supernatural joy. 
I can't wait to follow up on that. The attitude of being formed in something bigger than ourselves that is truly a joy, a supernatural joy. So when we come back from our station break, we will follow up on that very topic with Father Anthony Wick, my guest here today on our program titled Formed in the Faith. So we look forward to uh, touching base in just a minute or so. Again, our phone number here at St. Joseph Radio is 636-447-6000. Again, that's 636 636- 447 Josephradio.net. Our Catholic faith, Colby Academy has the solution, offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible, and affordable. Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility in home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K-O-L-B-E.org. Or give them a call. Area code 707-255. 6499. That's 707 255 6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the pro-life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. Welcome back, everyone. Again, St. Joseph Radio presents. And in our studio audience is Father Anthony Wick, and we are talking about being formed in the faith. How do we invite ourselves to be formed in the faith? What does that mean? What does that look like? We're going to continue on our thought in just one moment. I also wanted to just, before we jump back in, talk about an upcoming event. Uh, St. Joseph Radio Presents will have the Catholic Woman of the Year Award. This is the first time this is offered. It'll be in September of 2021, around the corner. So any nominees for the Catholic Woman of the Year, it's a heart of the Church Award for women who've made significant contributions to the Church into our community. And the number to contact us is 636-447-6000. So, okay. So now we're back at looking at how do we allow ourselves to be formed by Mm. something that's bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, when we allow ourselves to be formed, shaped and molded, that this brings about joy, supernatural joy. So maybe if you wanted to uh, continue along those lines, and then I have kind of a fun story to share. Okay. So... Uh, Probably a good image of this would be from Jeremiah. Jeremiah, God is a potter, and God Mm. wants that clay to be moldable. It has to be pliable. So uh, 
so that it, he can form it into whatever vessel that would hold the most grace possible. He wants to form that, that vessel. And so when we discover nodules in ourselves, like, oh, I don't believe this, or I don't believe that, or I don't want to go to confession, I don't re- think it's that important, or I, I only go to communion um, uh, in certain circumstances, or I only take parts of the faith, I don't take the whole faith, or I want to live this part of my life uh, in my own way, then these are nodules that are actually hardened clay, and they can't be formed. And so Therese of Lisieux says whenever she would find these nodules of hardness in her heart, usually pointed out by one of her sisters, she would mm-hmm. rejoice and say, okay, this is going to bring God great joy to, to soften that nodule, to bring his holy water, if you will, uh, to, to re-soften that nodule so that she's pliable and continually be made into that vessel uh, for all eternity that she's been made to be uh, made into. And so just as the Blessed Mother was constantly what would we say, plasmated? Is that a word? Uh, constantly formed, constantly uh, uh, by, by the potter's hands, by the Father's hands, into the, the perfect vessel of his grace. So too, you and I, it's a joy to be in the potter's hands. It's a joy to be um, stretched and re- be able to receive more. We're made for so much more. Our faith is so holistic. It, it's so cohesive. It's an amazing thing to be a Catholic. We take everything I was talking to someone last night about over over fire, even though it's kind of hot here, uh, but good wine, um, mm-hmm. over how the Catholicism takes everything that's positive in Protestantism and any other Christian religion, takes that and fills it with the whole, though. So it's not just partial scriptures. It's not just proof texts of scripture. It's all of scripture. It's it's a whole sacramental understanding. We don't just accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. We we enter into Christ sacramentally. We we receive Christ. We chew on Christ. We we. As Jesus says, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, huh, you won't have life in you. So we go all the way, just uh, like the, the salvation of the Jews, the putting the blood over the doorpost. But you had to eat the lamb. If you didn't eat the lamb as a family, you wouldn't, you, you would lose your firstborn, your firstborn son. And so we eat the lamb. We have the wholeness. We have all the the, the truths of, of good um, Bible Christians plus the fullness of that. We take the entire Bible, we meditate throughout the, the three-year um, uh, division of the, the Sunday Gospels and the two-year of the daily, daily Gospels. We make it through virtually the entire New and Old Testament uh, because it's all part of a whole. So even the passages that are less, um, or they're more difficult to preach on, frankly, we're given those to ponder. We're called to ponder those ones. Uh, uh, passages on divorce and no mm-hmm. remarriage, things like that, you know, difficult ones. How do we understand that? The Catholics take all those very seriously. Uh, so anyway, what a wonderful thing to be part of a, uh, a faith that has the wholeness of God here I present. It's amazing. A yeah. faith that has the wholeness of God present. And I just want to go back for just a moment and pick on two things in particular that you just said that were sure. absolutely beautiful about how God wants to form us, thinking about a potter and clay on a wheel and forming a vessel, a pot, a vase, whatever it might be, that God wants to form the vessel in such a way that we can receive the most grace from God Mm. and do the best. So again, just to kind of be patient with that process Mm. as God the potter has us on the wheel and he is forming us and Mm -hmm. shaping us and we may not know exactly what the end product will look like, if you will, but to just trust and know that the overall goal and intention is to have us be formed in such a way that we can receive the most grace and give the most glory to God. Mm, So I think I just wanted to piggyback on something you shared. 
Yeah, it's a if I if I can go literally with that image, it's dizzying the experience. We're spinning around on this spotter wheel, right. but uh, it's like I one of my greatest joys when I was a boy was to. We, we, I grew up on a farm in Oregon. We would go up to the lake on special occasions on a Sunday, and I would lay down on this blanket, and I would look at these tall, tall um, uh, trees around me, pines and cottonwoods and whatnot, and the clouds would be going by, and it would be dizzying experience. It would be discombobulating. But it's a good image of, of the glories of God revealed in his creation, and uh, it's this, this being a greater vessel of his grace allows for us to be a conduit of his grace, too. So Mary, all of those motherly gifts she has for her son are now passed on to you and me. At the end of her life, she's so expanded that Jesus says, okay, I want you to give me the ultimate gift now, dear mother. I want you to call him mother. I want you to be the mother of this disciple, mm-hmm. John, and everybody else who's a disciple in John. So she becomes our mother. So we're rejoicing in that, that as you mentioned, the... The, the coronation of Mary's Queen of Heaven and of Karen and Father Anthony wow. <laughs> and everybody else. Wow! <laughs> so she's she accepts us as her children um, in her son. So wow! It's a it's gifts are always meant to be um, received and and passed on. In other words, the fruit of that gift. So we draw others into to them finding themselves, finding themselves in fullness. It's the exact opposite of, of a common, modern, secular, but selfish mentality of what can I get out of life? What's in it for me? What am I entitled to? Where I put the eye at the center and I, I grab at things and talk about what, what should be coming to me and why do you have more than I do, Karen, and I'm jealous of you. Um, all those things are, I put myself at the center instead of God at the center and receive everything as a gift. I insert myself more into the glories of God. I allow myself to be expanded as a vessel of grace. And I just realize I am ridiculously blessed. I am beautiful, beloved, and blessed, my fundamental identity. And I'm amazed how much God loves me. And I'm amazed that I'm Catholic. I hope that you and I always feel to our dying day that it is an amazing thing to be Catholic. It is awesome to be Roman Catholic. Uh, it is There's so much wholeness and fullness. And I'm constantly discovering, Karen, new truths of the faith. I'm not... I how they're interconnected, mm-hmm. okay? So I read wonderful works, I podcasts. I don't think there's any excuse for a Catholic nowadays to not be well-formed in the faith. There are so many avenues. You could even right. do it just while you're driving places. So many avenues of formation. So I read books all the time. I take an hour a day of personal reading, and I'm just on fire. I'm just, I'm just given fire by others who see things I've never seen before. And I'm like, wow, that's an amazing insight. I love that, how, they, how different people see things. I was reading a book recently, Tim Gray, Jeff Cabins, called Walking with God. The thing blew me away. I'm like, I thought I knew the faith pretty well. But these guys are just so insightful. They, they talk about, oh, you want to hear a couple of sure. their insights? Absolutely. Okay, so the, in the Old Testament, the, uh, the people, when they uh, they lose the, the the priesthood. Every every father used to be the priest of his family, but with the golden calf episode, terrible mm-hmm. episode, they lose that. So the Levitical priesthood, who didn't the Levites, who were not part of that golden calf adoring, um, they become the the new priesthood, and so uh, they and then from then on, God asks that they start sacrificing. All these animals that they used to adore in Egypt, that's why there was the sacrifice of all the animals, because he knows you guys tend to adore these things, because that's how you've been for 400 years in Egypt. And then when they are getting close to the promised land, Moses sends out a group to reconnoiter the land. The spies lie. They're, they're there for 40 days, and uh, 
they lie that, oh, I don't think we can overdo it. I think they're like giants. They make up stories even to scare the people not to try to conquer the promised land. And so those 40 days of disobedience become 40 years of wandering in the desert. How crazy is that? And then they point out in this book, like Rahab the harlot, when she helps save, she's, she helps the spies in Jericho when they're about to conquer Jericho uh, with, with Joshua, um, that she, sa- she says to the spies, she's like, we were all in fear of you all these years because we had heard what God had done for you. So what she's saying there is God had already prepared to give you all of Canaan as a ripe fruit. We were just going to back away and let you take take your mm. land so you could all settle here. But you were all afraid of us for some crazy reason. And it was because of that infidelity. They didn't trust right. God. So uh, things like that, I'm like, wow, those are great insights. I never saw that before in scripture. Oh, other things about how you can't, uh, in the Old Testament, you can't critique one of the, the patriarchs are so great, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that you can't critique them. The, the, the writers will not directly critique them, but indirectly they will. So Jacob, remember he deceived his brother uh, for the birthright, Esau? Mm-hmm. Um, helping it with his mom helping him. Uh, so he himself now, what happens to Jacob? He himself is deceived. Mm. He goes to get Rachel, seven years of working for her at night, switched. <laughs> and so he ends up having to work another seven years because now he's got Leah instead of Rachel. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. All these kinds of, uh, he has to pay the price. Abraham was not always our father in the faith. He had to learn how to surrender everything. There was many different um, ways in which he was Um, hedging his bets with God until he finally is asked to give up everything and surrender his own son. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, it's, those are fascinating insights to me. So I, a Catholic priest, uh, am constantly being more and more formed in the faith and learning more insights. I love hearing good homilies. I love listening to wonderful podcasts or priests that are just holy priests or or lay people. I learn a lot from holy lay people who've really appropriated the faith. So I'm Willing to learn more. It's amazing faith. Great. Well, thank you. And thank you for those amazing insights, too. And I love what you said about there's so many rich and good resources out there, solid resources, mm-hmm. podcasts, YouTube videos, mm-hmm. homilies, good holy priests, faithful, well-informed lay people. Yes. And again, I love the expression iron sharpening iron. Mm. And so I think what would really help us too as lay people is as we not only seek out good holy priests, listen to homilies, podcasts, uh, resources through St. Joseph's Radio, but also too to form groups. Now I know I've mentioned this before, but prayer groups and and Bible studies and various groups where we can learn from one another, iron sharpening iron, and to really strengthen and encourage one another in the faith. I think that is so critical and so key to our own development and our own encouragement as we we go forward in in today's times, definitely. Thank you, Karen, for that. I so agree with that, which means we're going to have to prioritize. We have so many things coming at us. We're busy people. We're on our phones. We're trying to keep up with email, trying to keep up with text, so many things. It means we're going to have to pinch somewhere. We're going to have to prune mm-hmm. all the things that I'm doing, even good things. I'm caught up in these sports. I'm doing this. I'm doing... And like, what's the priority here, though? And what I believe is what you're saying should be a priority. We need companionship with fellow mm-hmm. Catholics who are also learning more of the faith. There are so many wonderful opportunities out there. We need some time for reading. I have to say, if you are a Catholic and you have not read through the Catechism of the Catholic Church— you must. You just must. It is so rich and so amazing. Grab the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Read through, uh, read through the Catechism. It shows how cohesive and beautiful our faith is. You can start, there are four sections of it. You can start with the fourth section on prayer. It's very 
personal interactive section. Uh, and you can start anywhere, frankly. The catechism is so rich and shows you how to read scripture. It's just loaded with scripture throughout. So it's not dry. It's not, oh, boring. These are the things you have to believe as a Catholic. Oh, no, it's very dynamic. So if you have not read the Catechism of the Catholic Church, I think you should. I think sometimes that would be more important even than reading the whole Bible because it gives you how to read the Bible in here. So some people get caught up on, I need to read all the Bible once in my life, even the Leviticus and even the tough passages. I'm like, well, those are some pretty dry stuff that's pretty dry fare. Maybe once in your life, it'd probably be good to do that. But I would say you should put a priority first on the Catechism, though. If you haven't read all through the Catechism, as a Catholic, I don't know how you're going to explain that to God, but I think you better you better get on it. It, it, There you go. Okay. Well, wise words from Father Anthony right here today. We we heard it here, and because it gives you that context, that understanding. I think that's the critical piece there. The the application, the reference. Because again, people can read things, but you need to know again the framework and how to interpret and how to apply. I think that's absolutely critical. So thank you for that very very important reminder. I wanted to do one thing when you were talking about Abraham and Isaac, Hmm. and what. I love, love, love is the faith and trust. It was like God was saying to Abraham, trust and obey. Just trust me. Trust and obey, and it will be okay. And to have that kind of faith and that kind of trust, wow, that is powerful. And I know uh, pray and obey and trust and obey. And the more we're able to obey is I think the more we're able to trust God, then the more we're able to obey. And we can trust God more as we learn more about him and God and God's character that is unchanging, that is faithful, that is reliable. And we learn that and we find that out through the catechism of the Catholic Church, Mm. through the scripture. We learn more and more about God's character and that we're able to Uh, continue to trust and obey and pray and obey as we learn and we inform ourselves and form ourselves in his word, in scripture, in tradition, in the faith. As we do that, then we're able to really say, thy will, thy will be done. And look at God with open hands, with palms up, as you had alluded Mm. to earlier Mm. in the program, that Mm. palms up receptivity. Mm. We're like, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. What is it that you'd like me to do? And what can I, uh, how can I best serve you and serve your people? Let me uh, also take this time to a station ID break. Uh, this is St. Joseph Radio Presents. Our phone number here is 636 447 6000. 636 447 6000. Please call us if you would like a free CD of today's program. And I know you're going to want a of today's program. It's been a wonderful conversation with Father Anthony Wick. All we ask is that you simply help us with postage and handling, otherwise a completely free CD. That's about 40 bucks postage. I don't think so. Maybe okay. 40 cents, or I don't know, or $4. Okay. But the bottom line is postage and handling is all that we ask. A CD for yourself to play in your car, to share with friends and family members. So again, thank you so much. So again, just looking at being formed in the faith. And how do we continue to have unwavering faith, despite the wind and the waves that are going on in today's culture? We've really covered a lot of ground already. And so kind of this last... 15 minutes or so, we just want to continue to look at how do we find resources to uh, form and shape our mind and our hearts. And we did talk about podcasts, and we did talk about uh, groups of fellow Catholics, and we're looking at iron sharpening iron. So we also want to uh, delve into maybe some other ways to continue to be formed in our faith. So I'm going to send this back to you. Great. Sure. So 
when you were speaking of Abraham, you were struck by that and that trust and obey. So I was thinking, so the word obey actually comes from the Latin word audire, which is to hear. Uh, so it's a listening attitude. So until you and I are more listening to God and and having this profound relationship with God, we won't be able to trust back. So I listen to God and his promises, and I can trust back. St. Paul says that when Abraham was asked to give up his only his only son, his only begotten son, uh, he, he trusted that God could raise even his son from the dead. He's like, wow. okay, I, you've promised me, Lord, a progeny, a future, as numerous as stars of the sky, and now you're asking me to sacrifice that. You know, this is crazy. How can this be? And so he's trudging up Mount Moriah, and Mount Moriah is current-day Jerusalem, tradition mm. teaches us. He's trudging up Mount Moriah, and his son is carrying the, the wood uh, for the sacrifice, and he has the flint, and, and he says, where's the lamb, Father? I, I see the wood for the sacrifice. We got the flint for the fire, but where's the lamb? And Abraham says, God will provide the lamb. Mm. Yahweh Yireh, God will provide. God will provide the lamb. And so, indeed, Abraham listens. He trusts that God can raise his son even from the dead. So he's asked to give up his son. We know how it works out. He won't actually have to kill his son. He's close to it. He has to pull out the knife and everything. And then the angel restrains him. Well, God the Father won't be so lucky. In that exact same spot, he's going to have to let his son be crucified Mm -hmm. and take upon himself all the sins of the world. So it's an amazing, so in that listening attitude, um, we, we see how God was preparing his people for this ultimate gift, uh, Jesus' total surrender to the Father, wanting to take upon himself our sins. Catholicism offers this wonderful part of our formation in something bigger than ourselves, is a recognition that when I can take ownership for my sins and say, I did this and this and this, and I didn't do that and that and that, it, it separates itself from me, and now Jesus can carry it on the cross. That's what pleases his heart most, though, is to be able to carry Father Anthony's sins away so that Father Anthony can be freed and Marian again, open to receive everything God has in store for me. Confession doesn't only cleanse me of the, the darkness on my soul. It's not only a cleansing, it's actually a strengthening. It's an energizer uh, where I'm filled with faith. I walk on water after I go to confession. It's an amazing, it's part of being Catholic. It's an amazing gift of confession. It's so different than just going to God one-on-one and saying, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. That's not what scripture represents for us. It, it says Jesus's first words as a resurrected Jesus, to his apostles, he's so excited to give him this sacrament. Who, peace be with you. Who sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. <laughs> he's so excited to share with them this amazing gift. Uh, and so, uh, and in the prodigal son parable, Luke 15, the, the prodigal son comes back to the father. So these are Jesus's words. It says, Father, I've sinned against God and I've sinned against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. And so when we go to confession, we also have to confess before God and before his church who's affected by the ripple effects of sin. Mm -hmm. So the direct way to the heart of the Father is through a priest. Mm-hmm. I also have to go through a priest, mm-hmm. and I can't do it to myself. I can't look at the guy in the mirror and say, okay, hey, I was gonna you ask get you this, that. right? Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> his penance would be really hard. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> um, no, no. So no, I, I also have to go in front of a representative of the church. Thankfully, only one, one mm-hmm. priest is sufficient who's affected by my sins, and to be restored in this relationship uh, to God. So I can be reformed and informed and conformed, wow, this is interesting, to something much bigger than myself. And and it expands. You and I, 
have this expansive experience of receiving more and more of God and be able to pass on more and more of God to our loved ones around us. Love it. Beautifully said and sharing those gifts as we become cleansed and renewed that we're able to go forward in joy and share God's gifts with others. God's given gifts to us. We're able to share those with others. I want to also go back to something that you had shared about St. Therese of Lisieux and Mm. how about nodules, getting back to that vessel that's formed, Mm. that clay pot, that clay vase. There's Mm. nodules or bumps or imperfections and how she rejoiced when Mm. her sisters pointed that out. Mm. uh, To I don't know if all of us rejoice when people (laughs) point out our nodules or bumps or warts or whatever the case may be. But what came to me, and this ties in with confession, is this attitude of humility. Mm. If we allow ourselves to have those things pointed us out to us and then take those to God through confession and confess those and look for ways to have those rough edges smoothed out so that we can be open to receive the fullness of grace yeah. and to give glory to God. So again, I think it just takes an attitude also of humility, yeah. which I think sometimes is easier said than done. Yeah. So yeah. I think I just really want to stress that. Can I ask you a question? Okay. We're turning the tables here. Uh It's an honest question. All right. How do you experience, Karen, um, that the faith is bigger than you? How do you experience enthusiasm of being in over your head? What do you find life-giving of getting to know the faith? How do you approximate yourself to the wholeness of the faith? What what are some life-giving sources perhaps you've tapped into? How do you enjoy this experience of expansion? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great. Wow. Big question, but a great question and, and a fair one, too. It's all, only fair. Good. Well, just as you were saying, too, encountering, you know, good holy priests like yourself and other lay people who are on fire for the faith, who want to learn and read and study and share and communicate the faith, speak the truth with love. Mm-hmm. So it's done in a way that's palatable. And I think we're all called to share and evangelize in ways that are very respectful where another person may be coming from, you know, their scars, their wounds, their experiences, to really identify, acknowledge, respect, and to speak truth, you know, drop by drop, and do it in a way out of love and charity with the ultimate goal of help leading themselves and leading all of us to heaven, pointing us in the right direction. So encountering groups, I am part of a women's group, which is fantastic. We've been meeting Mm. every other Monday for 21 years. It's fantastic. Other prayer groups, uh, and again, uh, you know, people you and I know in common, White House retreats. Mm -hmm. I know that you Mm -hmm. lead that. That's not just, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying this because you lead some Mm -hmm. of those retreats. But a good retreat. There's a lot we of can, conversions. That yeah, a lot there. of conversions mm-hmm. where uh, take time, you know, come away with me. You know, spend that time as Jesus said. He commanded us to take that time to be with him and to learn and to observe, absorb, excuse me, the beauty of our faith mm-hmm. and the beauty of his promises. So that's what I do. And I know we're getting very, very close to the end here. So let me share um, some closing thoughts and I'll ask you Great. to close this in a quick Great. prayer. So St. Joseph Radio presents. We are at 636-447-6000 if you'd like to contact us for a free CD of today's program titled Formed in the Faith. We just simply ask you help us out with postage. And my guest today has been Father Anthony Wick, and he's going to close us with a very quick prayer here. All right, Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Good and loving God, we thank you so much for this amazing gift to be Catholic, for this amazing gift to be drawn into the fullness of the faith. We ask, Lord, that you would give us your generous spirit to let ourselves be expanded and ever more conformed to what you wish for us, this beautiful plan you have for us. Help us to receive holiness as a gift. Help us to know ourselves as beautiful, beloved, and blessed and respond with with great charity and great joy at being your beloved sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord. Draw us ever more intimately into your sacred heart. We ask this in the name of your precious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. My it was joy. Excellent. My joy. What a neat program. It Thank really, you. I think, went very, very well. God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents.